Welcome to Trail Manners, the podcast so dedicated to mountain trails and running that they broadcast out of a 78 Volkswagen bus in the mountains. Who does that? Eric and Joel are your hosts and will bring you the trail life as you may have not heard it before. You hear about everything from gear reviews, nutrition to keep you upright and moving forward, and they'll even bring guests into the bus for conversations that you won't hear anywhere else. It's time for some running adventures on a higher elevation. The old 78 Volkswagen bus is fired up and headed to the mountains. Here are your hosts for Trail Manners, proudly representing the 801 with their passion and love for the trails, Eric Manning and Joel Hatch. All right, welcome to a special edition of the Trail Manners podcast here in Silverton, Colorado, the home of the Hard Rock 100. We are just about three hours into the race, 25th year if I am correct, and we're going to do a little roundtable, something we've talked about doing, something a little different. So this is Eric Manning on mic one. On mic two, we have Jeff Hart, who is a veteran to the show. Hello. Mic <laughs> three, we have another veteran to the show, Harrison Fluman. Good morning. And on mic four, second time, which is, I let her know as a veteran. Runner-up veteran. Runner-up veteran, Brian Bri- <laughs> Fluman. So, uh, so this is kind of totally off the cuff. We just saw the start. We've got out on the course. We're just going to talk a little bit um, about Hard Rock and Silverton area, especially for people that have never been out here. Because people that have been here kind of have an idea, right, and have their own thing. But we're going to let people from across the land, from Guantanamo Bay to Peru... To okay. Iceland, <laughs> to the Suez Canal, to, to Iceland, <laughs> and everywhere in between. We're going to talk a little bit about Hard Rock. So, as we mentioned, it's in Silverton, Colorado. The course this year is what direction? Is this the counterclockwise direction? Is what they call no, this, this one? This is clockwise. This is clockwise. Yeah. I don't know what a clock looks like, apparently. It seems like it's, it's counterclockwise, but I guess. Well, because you're right like when you, you walk out of the high school, if you go left, that feels counter, but. It should be. So it's the clockwise, but w- for the sake of this episode, no, it's kidding. It's through the clockwise. Town or through the statue. That's how I memorize that. Yeah. You've always had a digital watch, haven't you? Yeah. No. It's cal- calculator watch. That doesn't count. Okay. I need to add stuff like Slurpees. But. So, yeah, so they're going that direction. So they cross the, that quote-unquote river crossing first or early in the race, um, and then they head that way. But we actually got out on Grant Swamp Pass yesterday. And uh, out to Ice Lake, Island Lake, nice little tour that Jeff took us on. Um, that was nice, right? I mean, everybody Very had a good nice. time? Yeah. And uh, Grant Swamp Pass is no joke, right? Yeah, it's got a pucker factor. Yeah, that's what we that's what you, we decided to call it, a pucker factor. But the course itself, the vibe, let's start with that. The vibe in Silverton, Colorado. Jeff, you've been here for, what, four or five days already? Yeah, I've been here over a week now. And, you, and Jeff ran it last year and finished in? 40 hours and... Some odd minutes, so yeah, yeah, we'll round down to thirty nine hours, and I won't uh, with that. <laughs> but, but it was forty, I think forty oh nine. And then, and Breen and Harrison, you guys have been out here. This is your third or fourth year in a row, but you've been out here more than that during the race, right? Super fans, yep. yeah, super Pretty fans. Yeah. And this is my second or third time here. Um, so let's talk about the vibe, right? Because we we come off Western States, which is huge and all the media and everything else, Hard Rock has its own feel to it. Am I right? Oh, yeah. Right? So what's, for you guys, Harrison, Breen, what what brings you back, because you, you haven't run the race, what brings you back every year during the race time, as opposed to like two weeks from now or two weeks earlier? What brings you back during the racing time of foot? Um, I just like to, 
at the spectating, um, seeing all the people that come here um, to get out in the course. I mean, I put in for a few years in a row, um, kind of debating on whether I should or shouldn't put in. But um, I don't know, it's just, just a good low-key vibe as far as the race goes. It so, feels like family, even if it's not the same people, even though it, it is often. But it it has a maturity factor there. Yeah, yeah we've got a lot, of, a lot of folks from the Ogden area that run it every year, so it's kind of nice to see the people that you see on your normal trails out here doing it. So give and them some, some support, I guess. And then it's like, the, like you mentioned, it's you see some of the same people every year, right? And this is like where you see them, whether it's like for me or some like a Scott Hyme, um, a Justin uh, Ludwig, right, or something like that, Ludwig. Or oh, yeah, he's a riot. haven't seen him yet this yeah, year. Yeah, but it's like you see a lot of the same people every yeah, year. Yeah. And so as we've noticed the last two days since we've been together, um, like Jeff, we stop and we just see people that we, hey, so you're here for Hard Rock, you know? And it's if you're a runner, that's pretty much why you're here. And they've got a huge ATV thing going on. But um, what about you, Jeff? What's kind of what brings you, because you've done Western and you've done Hard Rock, so you know, like, the difference big difference between the two. Yeah, it's a big difference. And, and so what's the, what's the hard rock Silverton feel for you here? So I, I I mean I ran Western and like you say it's an amazing event. It's an amazing atmosphere around it and it's and it's vibrant and and friendly. I mean it's just it's it's friendly but it doesn't yeah, I you know, I haven't put in for Western again. Yeah, but I'll keep putting in for this one as long as I can. I don't know. So it, I think Brian hit it with the the family. It feels like family here. It's just, you know, I've been here for a week now this this trip, and I'm flying solo. And so if I, you know, if I'm done running for the day or done doing the trail work, I just come and walk down Main Street, and within five minutes, you're running into somebody that you haven't seen for a year or you haven't seen, and you just pick up right where you left off. So yeah, it's it's really nice. I I just love being here. Now, do you think do you think it has anything to do? Which I'm, in my mind it does, but it's probably a question. So Silverton's a small little quaint town. There's, I mean, it sells out all the hotels, the places to eat. We came across that with breakfast. So do you think the fact that people come early and it's kind of the main start finish? It's in the same location. All the tracking's done in the gym. And you look at another race, and we'll just say Western because it's what people know as well as big race. That one. It, it starts at Squaw. It's a little bigger area, and you're spread out more through the woods. And then it's like as soon as the as soon as the gun sounds, it's scatter zoom, right? But here it's like people still hang out. Then you got Uray Telluride. You're back here for the finish, so it's kind of like just the hub. Well, and you've got a lot of people that come up early to acclimate. Yeah. And and there's there's nowhere to sprawl. I mean, if yeah. you're sprawling, you're sprawling straight uphill. And I, I don't know. It this, this town is just cool. Yeah, it is. Um, and like we saw, like Dakota Jones and and Claire Gallagher and Lucy Bartholomew out on the course yesterday. Courtney DeWalter's here. That's not running the race, so it still brings that quote unquote big name. I don't know presence, I guess. That and they're just it's easy to see and access people here too because like, they're here, right? Yeah. Like, so does that add another layer of this is fun to be here? Yeah, no, I, I like I like the people watching too. I mean, not like I would really go up and talk to many many of the quote unquote superstars. You like me? But yeah, yeah. But it, it's nice to I don't know. It's just fun to see who all comes out. Yeah, it's a lot of the, the big names that you just mentioned. 
and more that we probably don't even know that are here. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I just saw Jason Coop this morning. You know, we saw Jamil Curry out there. Uh, God, we, we had the fortune of having breakfast, and Turtle Miller sat at our table. Mm-hmm. So the big names are here. Right. Right. You sealed yeah. <laughs> trash bag-looking camper. Camper. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. His, his nine-year-old's like a, like a charm charm bracelet. It's like having a puppy with you, puppy yeah. and children. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a lot of the puppies. There's so many puppies. Wait, that, that's one of my personal favorites. Turtles the puppy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure because I agree. I agree. And, and the course itself, I mean, we're sitting here in a little pavilion, but you're just surrounded literally by just big mountains. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's intimidating, right? Oh, it's just giant. That's the other thing. Like, there's a lot of places around that are really, really beautiful. And that's the inti- this place has the intimidating high mountain factor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's majestic. Well, even when we got out yesterday, I mean, it wasn't like considered a long run. Um, but you get up high, and then you can still get higher. And even when you're at the highest point, like we were doing shots like 15,000 feet. We're 16er. 16er. Yeah, yeah 16er. we're, we're doing 16ers. Still okay. <laughs> felt like it. That's what it felt like for sure. Uh, but then you look over, and there's something higher, higher right yeah. there. And you're like, God, I didn't know 17,000 foot peaks were here. I didn't either. You know, it's 17s. Like, <laughs> I think NASA needs to name that one, right? You're getting into that, you know, sending the monkey into a spaceship. <laughs> and uh, it really is one of those things. Like when the first time I was out here with you, with Scott, and he was pointing over from Oscars, and he's, he kind of has that, you don't know whether he's serious or not, like kind of smart-ass but straight-faced. Pokery. Yeah, and he, he pointed over towards Grant's home because that's where we're going. See that game trail? I laughed. I actually thought he was joking. <laughs> he was serious the whole time. Yeah, and he waited at the top and saw me ugly cry as I was coming over. <laughs> and I'm like, holy, I'm, so, I'll keep it clean. I, I can't even believe that somebody said, yeah, we're going to do this. Yeah. This, is, this is a race course. Well, even like you set up a Grant Swamp Pass yesterday, and... It's so dry. Like, this year's a very dry year. Like, there's yeah. no snow. And we got Grant Swamp Pass, and just that first little, I don't know, 30 feet um, from the top, it's just, like, on ball bearings. It's, like, super slick. You know, the dirt's dry. So that was scary enough for me. Like, well, yeah, and Jeff just mountain goat down that thing. Jeff, just just, Jeff <laughs> took off. He's been watching, like, a lot of Killian videos. Right. You know, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crush this. And I'm up there sliding. Literally, I have, like, shrapnel in my bunghole <laughs> from sliding, you know. I'm like, well, these shorts are done. Well, we said we knew shorts, and you did not take those. Yeah, they were on the side of the trail. They, they were, were white. Yeah, they were white. I'm, I'm, white's, it's, white's not in season right now. I think oh, that's why they were there. Piping. They were fine. Blue pipe. <laughs> um, but the good thing, too, the funny part is, so we're on Grant Swamp Pass, and uh, Brian met new people. Why the three guys here? We were just kind of being unsocial people, and she's hanging out. And then a couple girls come up the trail, <laughs> and we're talking to them like, "Oh yeah, we said fireball and all this stuff." And these girls like, "We just ate some edibles." Oh yeah, that was awesome. And we're stoned. They're <laughs> starting to freak out. A little and bit. we're yeah. freaking out. Yeah, they were. They had that panic look they on their face because they had to figure it out. We don't know how we're going to get down exactly. from here. Exactly. <laughs> and so by the time we got down, we got down to uh, Island Lake. We looked up, and they were still at the top sitting on the rock and i'm like God, they might be there for a while because that that first stretch it's, is spooky yeah i, I think it's easier going down than coming up but i don't i think they felt like fortunate to get up there as stoned as they were i see i liked oh going up was okay going down for me i got a little nervous because i'm the type of when i go down i like to grab a tree what there's nothing, nothing there. there all those trees there yeah there's yeah. nothing there yeah. you know i'm like well this is gonna could end poorly 
or not. And it fortunately it didn't end poorly. But and that's just all over the course. Like all three of you, I've got a small amount of experience handies and a few other sections, but the three of you have a lot more experience on the course. But that's kind of the course, right? I mean, you just, you're going up. You're going down. You're going up. You're going down. It's not. Yeah. And then the runnable parts where we were talking about this yesterday that are kind of flat, you start running and you're like, oh, I'm tired because <laughs> you, yeah. you're up at 11,000 plus feet. So nothing is easy. Like the runnable sections, what we consider, are not runnable. Yeah. Most people don't live at that kind of altitude yeah. to adapt. So, yeah, they douchebag grade. Yeah, DB grade. Yeah. Because, Jeff, you come from sea level or like I, five feet. Yeah, right? five feet. <laughs> well, you know, ten, fifteen. I would, I would totally put that. That sounds so cool to me. It's like I'm at ten feet. I'm like, sweet, you're basketball I, hoop size. I think my house is at like two fifty. I don't oh, okay, so you're so, legit. You know, so you're getting up there. Yeah, but yeah, for you, it's a big, big oh, difference. I, you know, I, I this year I came out to do the trail work because if you do two days of trail work, um, you get an extra ticket in the lottery for the next year. So. Those trail work days started last Saturday and Sunday, so exactly a week ago. And I left Bellingham and did a 15-hour day driving, and then from Utah, stopped and saw my grandson, and then from Utah did a six-hour day to get here, and immediately went up um, Cunningham Gulch up to Little Giant, which is, you know, like 12,000-something, and suffered miserably you know kind of stumble around can't can't walk straight because i'm dizzy and then didn't sleep for two nights because <laughs> i couldn't sleep at 9,300 9,500 feet um and the trail work those first two days were miserable it was awful yeah. i just felt like just dirt well and that's i think the fear for a lot of people because brian mentioned this morning there's a lot of flatlanders that get into this race we call them i mean we're at what close to 5,000 feet where we live and we can get up to 10 pretty easy access like Ben Lohman or head up to the Uenas. But I, I can't imagine what it's like for those people. I really can't, especially those that can't get out here and acclimate two weeks ahead of time. That's why I feel bad when I whine. And then I sit and look and I'm like, wow, they've done hard rock X amount of times. Or I just want to, I, I want to know how they feel. Or maybe they don't know. I mean, if you don't know any different, then yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's just, I don't, I don't think I could have done it last year if I hadn't acclimated. I probably would have dropped. I don't know. I mean, it's just just based on how this week and the and the you know short runs up to maybe ten or twelve miles that I've done this week, they just feel so much harder, and it's not getting easier. And I've been here a week. So, so Brian, you have a medical background. What for the altitude for people that aren't? I mean, what kind of things can they run into? Like if they're not used to the altitude, because there's some serious things that can happen. It's not just oh, I can't breathe. I mean, it, it can get serious quick. But what are things that people medically can go through with altitude if they're not used to it? Well, so it's 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 not funny, but it's kind of funny. I used to think that Utah wasn't considered any high altitude, and we'd get people all the time that come in there from sea level to ski and whatnot, and typical breathing problems. Um, but you can get, like, hape and haste where they, I mean, they're life-threatening conditions. Um, swelling's common. Dizziness is common. That's fatigue, overwhelming sense of fatigue. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's why I sit and look at people who climb Everest and all those sort of things. That's, I mean, it's, your body just, we weren't designed that way. No. Sherpas were. 
Well, they were born, <laughs> Sherpas are born that way. It's like we were born to run barefoot. Yeah, right. yeah. we talk about that. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. We we're supposed to run barefoot, but we don't for whatever reasons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is a serious thing, right? It, I mean, it can be, yes. It, it affects people differently. Like, for me, it's just like a sumo wrestler sitting on my chest half the time, you know? And then, like Jeff mentioned, you kind of walk, and then you can kind of see yourself, like, your right foot goes too far to the right. It's not your life walking in a straight line. It's still going yeah. forward, but it's kind of angular, which could be bad up here. Well, and I think everybody remembers their first time getting above altitude and going, whoa, that was weird. Th- yeah. And like that like, feeling. It's like, wow, this altitude thing, it's real. It's yeah. not something that uh, I just read about. And it almost just flips automatically. You, you Like 500 feet lower, you're like, oh, I feel pretty good. And then you go a little higher, and you're like, whoa, wait. Something happened. Something switched. So and so we were talking about this earlier, like the front runners. Um, so we went up the, the road to where the road hits the trail, the single track, to kind of see people coming up. And it's fun for – I'm fresh off of 55K in Beaverhead where the – 55k had like 250 people and the 100k had over 150 and so my math would serve close to 400 if i'm doing, right. I'm, I'm at altitude so you have to slide and it's early in the morning still um but this race is like here they come and it's like that was it there they go it was yeah. like, what 100 and what am i 140 or so yeah that's unbelievable like it's not a select few get into this race so you guys have been around. All of you have run a lot in a lot of places. You know, I'm not saying like, oh, you've done Western and Hard Rock, but I mean, you've been beautiful parts. You know, Wind Rivers, the Dolomites. You've been all over racing. Wait, wait the, the, where? Yeah, Dolomites. No, we'll, we'll not bring that up right now. <laughs> but we, I mean, you guys have been everywhere, and you've done a lot of things. Um, what are people that haven't run here? I mean, what can they expect, right? Or people that, in, in probably part two to this, and everybody can answer is. If someone wants to get into hard rock, I mean, what kind of advice would you have? Even though you two, like, Brian Harris haven't run hard, you've been here enough, and you've been to hard races, and you've been to hard places of running, right? So, I mean, it's not like you have to be a pro to run a race. But, like, what kind of, a, what can people expect that have never been here? Why should they come here and then about the race itself? That's a... That's a good question. Um, That's it's what I'm truly a graduate-level race. I, I used to hear that when I'd hear about Hard Rock, and, of course, being like, wow, yeah, that's pretty. And all the, I mean, yeah. you hear about the elevation change and whatnot, but it, it truly was. It was it was coming out here and getting on the course, and I'm like, wow, that's actually what that means. That's it, it. Some of the people that I'd known that had done it several times, but I'd never been here, it, it actually changed the way I saw them. I was just kind of like, this yeah, presses the hell out of me. I think it's hard to know until you until you get here. And I have, obviously haven't run it. I've, I've put in for it. But the first time I was out here was maybe five years ago. So I don't know, something like that. And I put put in, I think, that year and didn't get in. And before I'd seen the course, and then I did 60 miles in the course, and I said, course, and I said oh, I'm not going to put in again. <laughs> I mean, we, so I think I, that's a good question. Why? Why would it switch like that? Did the captain? Um, I, I think you need, for me at least, I needed a lot more experience, and I had done a couple hundreds, but I needed. It's a mindset shift of the amount of time you're going to be out here, and I wasn't very experienced in mountains, not like in general, and not especially not mountains like this. For me to, I had to get more comfortable with um, weather, um, and and the possibility of a lot of snow on the course. So with me skiing now, and I've had some more experiences with with severe weather that gets me a little more comfortable with what you might encounter. Then I I was kind of like, well, maybe I can do this. 
Maybe I could take lightning Maybe. on handies. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> you just have to get comfortable <laughs> with a lot of different things. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and like a lot of races, you look at the weather forecast, you get a general idea. And it's not like weather forecast can't change. We all know that. But, I mean, we know from even being Wind Rivers, UN is, you know, Jeff, I know you've been to a lot of high. This is like, you could get a monsoon. It's not like it's going to rain. This could actually just be ridiculous. I know with the stories, Adam Campbell with lightning exploding his headlamp, you know, being trapped on a mountain where they won't let you run. I mean, those are things that come out of nowhere, really. Well, and mountains create their own weather system. And I kind of knew that on skis, but it's a lot different getting off of a mountain on skis than it is getting off a mountain on foot. Well, and the the rain, because of the the rocks, can get slippery. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, can add so much. I mean, just yesterday, again, we'll go back. Grand Swamp Pass, if it was pouring rain and dark, that would be terrifying. I know people say, I'd like to be up here in dark because you can't see where you're going. But at the same time, that's that added factor of... Well, 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 shit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. If How I slip right, if I slip, this go? yeah, if I slip right now, go? is there something down there going to catch me, like a lake? Eventually, it will. You know, <laughs> something a, a will catch foot. you eventually. Yeah, <laughs> Earth, <laughs> you know? Earth catches you eventually. Yeah. yeah, I mean, gravity's a big deal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so and I think you hit it, Harrison. Is some people will run in areas and go, oh, man, I'm signing up for this race. This is rad. To me, this is one of the few races that can pose the opposite. It did that way for and a few years. And it's done it for me. I'm like, nope. Yeah. I, I'm not mentally ready for it. And it's not I don't want to run here. Like, I've en- I enjoy it here. I enjoy going grew up Grand Swamp Pass. I enjoyed going to Pandy's. It was amazing because it was a 14er. But, yeah, I mean, now you're linking them all together, and you get X amount of time. So it's like, this is cool. But... I don't think I'm ready. And I don't know if you're truly ever ready. Even you talk to some veterans that have been at six years, and they still have that. No, this is actually a race that if you do it ten times and finish ten, you may not finish eleven with all the experience. It's just that's the type of race it is. Well, and seeing Tom Remkes yesterday. Yeah. I I honestly didn't think Tom Remkes had fear. (laughs) I mean, that that man, he, he has, I fear nothing all over him. Yeah, he, nervous. Well, he's finished this six times. Yeah. Wasatch, okay. lots yeah. of times, and he hurt. He's, he's like a in our again. We'll go back to Ogden. Guess where from? He's a legend in Ogden, but quietly. Yeah. He's oh, not yeah. on social media. If you see the guy and talk to him, you would never know what he's accomplished. But he'll start hard rock. He's probably right now on the tracker at 90th place. And I don't. His fitness wise, he's still not there. But he says, but through the race, he'll end up being finishing like 20th. You know, stuff like that, because he just is a grinder. Um, but, yeah, it's the same. I mean, it brings that. You never know. You mean, Jeff, you know Jeff List pretty well, and yep. he's finished it how many times? I think he's finished seventh. Seventh. I think this is he's going for his eighth. But it's but not a he, guarantee when you no, talk to him. No, and, and, and he and many others this week that, you know, I've chatted with, you know, you ask them, oh, so, you know, what number are you going for? And they're like, well, this is my... Ninth start. Yeah. They don't say I'm going for my ninth finish. They yeah. say this is my ninth start. They're yeah. very genuine in that you don't ever have this sewn up. <laughs> it's never sewn up. Well, it's not a. I don't know. The vibe with the runner seems a lot different to me than most any race I've ever been to. You know what I mean? Just with the runners, it's not super giddy. It's not a billion selfies at the start. It's more somber. You know, because I think it's that that fear, but that healthy, healthy respect. 
right? It's, nothing seems seems to be taken for granted. Yeah. Nobody predicts their times or their. Yeah. I mean, I just want to finish. I, and they actually yeah. that is more yeah. true here than like other races. You, like you, when you talk about like sandbagging, you know, it's like oh, this is not a like they genuinely mean the first place person very easily would not fin could not finish. You never know. And we say this with all races, you never know what's going to happen. But to me, this race more than any. And I obviously there's other races out there. I don't want people to get the wrong impression, but I think the history of this, 25 years, the people that do it, um, and then just the the elevation and the because there's like the bad waters that's super hot and you know I mean Western again is a different realm. But this to me just seems like it's kind of on its own little you know flow chart, so to say. You know of what what can possibly happen. That was another thing that before we came out that last time, of course, I was looking at hard rock qualifiers because I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I want a hard rock qualifier. And uh, I did. I got a hard rock qualifier. I didn't put in because I came out here. I'm like, oh, no, I'm so not ready for this. Uh, but when I started comparing hard rock qualifiers, of course, you have to have qualifiers that are accessible for people. I couldn't think of one that matched this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you call it a qualifier, but if I, you know, because I ran the bear, does that mean I can Run. finish this race? No. I mean, I understand the need for a qualifier. Well, just it's like quote-unquote qualifier. It but prepares you maybe right. better for it than another yeah, is it, all. I, it's a little disingenuous to think that that, I don't know, the word qualifier kind of implies that you can do this. Yeah. But Oh, you finished that? Come on over. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, we'll let you try to come over, yeah. and then after that, it's completely up to you. And I, before breakfast this morning, saw a friend. She came up and we started talking, and she, she, her husband's running Chris Lumberg, and he's an, or, yeah, he's an amazing guy, and he's running, but he looked pretty dialed, like pretty mellow, and he's a pretty mellow guy. But she was saying, like, she gets emotional at the finish line. She's like, I cry, not just for him, but just runners come through, and it just seems like this race more than ever. Like Jeff, I, I, I'm sure you'll find, but we were walking down the road, yeah. and you're like, this is where I started crying last year. Yeah. His and work. it was before the finish, and he's like, yeah. I don't cry, but he was, I was crying. Then we were talking about Scott Jaime. It was his 10th finish last year and how he came to the road and hugged his father-in-law, and they cried for a while together and hugged. You know, it's like this race really makes, I mean, it really humbles you, right? And it just, it's, you're grateful. Like when you, because yeah. I imagine at times, Jeff, you're mentally strong, you've done a lot, but I imagine times during Hard Rock last year you questioned at times, right? You're like, oh my god, can I really oh, go all the time? Can I really yeah. hit mile 15 today? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. And, but like, well, <laughs> no, no, seriously though, because you know, last year when I came out, you know, I went up one of the, one of the first climbs, and like we're saying, like even even or you know, let's talk about yesterday's run hike, yeah, up Grant Swamp Pass, you know, which is not one of the biggest climbs in the race. But you think you're there and you're not, and then there's another rise, and each one gets harder and harder the higher you go. And so, you know, it may be three, four thousand. I mean, we probably only did three thousand feet of elevation yesterday. I don't know, but it felt like six thousand anywhere else because you're above ten thousand feet. So it's intimidating, and and yeah, I I I just can't. I you know, I still can't get my head around it, and 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 that that doubt does creep in, you know, and I'm not, mentally, I'm not very strong. Well, I think you are. I mean, you've done a lot of imp- amazing things and impressive things, but I think this race, it tests you more because there's more of those low points and you yeah. know what's ahead. Like, yeah. It's like, usually you hit a race and it's like, okay, all the climbing's done. 
right? Yeah, at it, mile 50. All yeah. the hard stuff's yeah. in here. You're like, the last climb is like five miles of finish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just different yeah, mindset. Yeah, it never ends. And and even it, it, it wasn't until that till that last downhill into Silverton where I was like, oh, yeah, okay. But Grant Swamp Pass going, you know, counterclockwise last year, that was where I kind of thought, okay, I might actually finish this. And so what that's, miles that? That's like 80, 82 <laughs> at the end of the race. That's where I, that was the, I got to the top of that, which is hideous. Climbing up Grant Swamp Pass yeah. is just, it's just this scree, I don't know, grapple, gravel slide. And but at the top of that, that was the first point where I'm like, yeah, I think I might actually make it now. I've got enough hours that even if I have to hobble, I can make it. And that's at like mile 82, right? And so there's other races that are hundreds, and you know you get past, I don't know, I'll say 50, but you know you get further. Like oh, I can walk it in, I can make this. But this one, you truly, I mean, you don't take it for granted until <laughs> really you're kissing the rock. Yeah. Really, you know. Well, that's what's funny. Like Tom yesterday when we were talking, he said. He was asking where we went yesterday. I said, well, we went up on Grant Swamp Pass. And it, yeah, it's, it was good. There's no snow up there. Basically the same. It's unchanged. He goes, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, I don't know, this race to me is, never done it, been here a few times, but it's just so, like, I'm just pumped to be here and to watch the people start and see the looks on their faces, you know, of that just unknown. It's just totally amazing. The other kind of amazing thing, I just wanted to toss this in, because to me you can sense, like, the the tension and everything, oh, yeah. but to see those who who actually are veterans once they're out on the course, treat it like a playground. Yeah, that's that's fun. Because they kind of know what's where and they know where they're at, right? Yeah, there's a there's a certain comfort level. It just as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah as, far as far as that as goes, goes. Yeah. And so the people and I and I'm sure there are people like it, but you think of the people that are say it's their first time and they haven't seen the course. Right, and they might seem maybe pieces. Let's say that, but if you haven't seen this whole course, I mean, it could be probably. I can't imagine how mind-boggling that could be. Because I've run races where I haven't seen the whole course, but you can get a pretty good idea, blogs, elevation profile. But here, I mean, it's something completely different. Well, in the one place I haven't seen on the course that everybody hears. Actually, have you seen? Have you been at Virginia's? No, I see. Neither have I. But to hear. Like what it's like. Well, and, and people describe it and rock. He just, yeah. So what is Virginia's like, Jeff? You've you've been so on going it. up going up counterclockwise. Last year it was a climb out of Uray, and a long slog up a, a jeep road, a dirt road, yep. which you you've would think, yeah, okay, Harrison too, which okay. you would think would it was would be you know unspectacular, but this is a jeep road that has sections that are literally carved out of the rock. I mean. So they had to carve it into the side of the cliff to get it up to where, to where it is, um, and then you get up into these basins and you just keep climbing one basin to the next basin and, and you keep thinking, oh, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there, and then you see the Virginia's Pass, and it's another maybe three or four hundred feet of of what looks just dead vertical. And that's Kroger's Canteen. Is that the aid station? Kroger's Canteen. Okay. Yeah, and. And they fix a rope on that, on the counterclockwise side, you know, the URA side. And and last year there was snow. I guess this year there's no snow. Yeah. So they're just climbing up. You know, it'll be another Grant Swamp Pass maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think there was snow the year that we did it. How Was it the same as like, like scree-ish and loose? Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit. I mean, you kind of have some sections where you can take a breather, but it's still, it's it's definitely loose. And you're just amazed that they actually have an aid station up there. Like, when, when I did it, there wasn't an aid station, obviously, but you're just amazed that 
people actually are up here for and hours and hours. And the aid station it's is such a spectacular position. tiny, and they almost yeah. like have to get you out of there because there's not room for. Yeah, they're all wearing people. they're helmets all wearing helmets and, and and yeah, they're all kitted out, and um, you know you can hear them offering shots to people when you're down below. And you're still 20 minutes away, but, but you can hear and see them. And they're like, come on. Screw you. I'm coming. <laughs> step, step. Because I think it's at like 13, 7 or so. It's really high. So, yeah, it's a spectacular place. Um, but then you get, you know, and then you get there and then they're, you know, they're all fired up. They're like, all right, let's get you out of here. Well, and they're geared up that way, not for just a few hours. Like when people yeah. volunteer at races, they I mean, hundreds and I'm sure two hundreds are different. They yeah. do shifts. Th- those guys are up there for days yeah. in that situation, helping out these runs. It's just so cool to me. And Kroger's is the aid station where it's kind of the Hard Rock veterans are up there. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like you. Ha- it's almost. I know uh, Rock does it every year, but it's like if you've run the race, and it's like the next prestigious point is working at Kroger's well, Canteen. Well, last year, yeah. So Rock. Uh, welcomed me into the aid station. Um, Jeff Browning helped me sit over on one of the kind of portal ledges, you know, the rock climbing portal ledges they use on cliffs, which is, you know, one of the only places you can sit up there. It's not a very big place. And um, Scott Jurek is the one that filled my bottle. So it's like, I, you know, you don't get much more pedigree than that. It's like, uh, can I get some selfies, folks? Yeah. And I had no idea Scott Jurek was so tall. He's a pretty tall guy. So it's, so it's like, you know, yes, you're you're 60 miles into a run or whatever it is at that point. And but yeah, there's a lot of a lot of ultra crushing going on. It's like who's her. who of yeah. who, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and those are just the three that that helped me. You know, that's and, and there was more that are up there. It's it's amazing. That's pretty cool because that does it brings back a lot of the people year after year, and it's and it's interesting to see too is the people that are that are in quite a bit. Um, they'll come just to hang out as well. You know, it's like they want to be a part of it. They know what it's about, and they're just as accessible and just as fun to be around and talk to as as anybody, really. Because we've seen them. We've seen a lot of people. We haven't seen everybody. We're like, oh, they're here. Oh, they're here. You know, and people are stalking me, and it's just really right. weird. You know, some of the – no, I'm just kidding. Um, there's no, I'm not stalking anybody, for the record. Of course not. Of no. course for not. For the record. I did see somebody running at you this morning, screaming your name trying to hug you and you're like hey high five <laughs> you how are you doing i don't they know what you, with an e for sure i think they had me they mistaken me for somebody i have my glasses <laughs> on today and so people were doing a lot of double takes oh oh hey so i think he just mistaken me for somebody right. so what now you're waldo <laughs> maybe I, i've been called worse so i don't know it's uh yeah it's pretty fun um but yeah i mean what kind of uh and i say advice because i still believe even though you haven't done, like, I've never done Western. I've never done Hard Rock. But I still believe that the advice can be given, right? And so at a Hard Rock, people that are interested in doing this race, Harrison kind of touched on it as, i got to get more under my belt. You know, it's it's a graduate, you say it's a graduate level race. Is that, what you, is that the word you used? That was the first thing I had told to me. Somebody, okay. had, I, I don't even remember who said it, but I was inquiring. It's, but, it's back when I was stalking Barclay, too, and somebody had mentioned Hard Rock. It may have even been Lori Burleson that kind of presented the idea. And and I was told, and it was somebody who'd run it said, no, this is truly, truly graduate-level race. And you know what? I didn't know what that meant. Yeah, until you came out here. Uh-huh, yeah. But so what kind of advice, and I'm not saying these are like race strategies, but to get 
to the point where you could do hard rock? I mean, what kind of advice would people need if they, hey, hard rock's on my list, it'd be cool, but maybe they haven't been out here. Because it's not, like for us, we're, you know, seven hours or six hours or whatever, but someone's like 20 hours away, never been here. What kind of things would you tell them to say, hey, if this is something you want to do, this is what I would recommend with your experience of being in the mountains? Um, I guess just to expand on what I just earlier said, but for me, I had to get more comfortable with, with weather. So um, the only thing that's gotten me a little bit more comfortable and not being completely scared to look at these mountains have been we spent some time you know, in the Wind Rivers, uh, the Dolomites, situations where I'm uncomfortable um, has helped me a little bit to at least put, get my mind around maybe running this race if I ever get in. That's That to me has been the biggest thing. And, and I've also the snow. So I learned how to ski. I'm more comfortable in snow. The idea that... I, because if you see some of these climbs, descents especially for me, and even even if you're you're out on a year that there's not a not a lot of snow, you've got to imagine. In my mind, I put myself in that position. If it's nighttime and there's snow on the ground, can I actually could I get down this? Yeah. Like, am I comfortable with this? And that that to me is what you've got to get your your mind around. But I've never obviously Jeff probably has way more you know experience. But that to me is the only thing that helped me even be able to put in for it so start doing big climbs just you know i mean if you you know like i i moved to bellingham and uh moved from utah so i had mountains where you could you know climb to ten thousand feet and you know outside of my house you know there are a couple there's a mountain that maybe goes up to three thousand feet so you know i might be able to get yeah yeah, still a three thousand foot climb though. Still a three thousand foot yeah, climb. But yeah, but but that would be that wouldn't be a continuous. I mean, I might be able to get two thousand feet in one climb, but that's you're really searching for for that kind of climbing. So you know, my go to was like about a thousand feet, a thousand feet. Just repeating that. And I'm just that. going doing repeats, and and really like yesterday's three thousand feet felt like doing you know six repeats on that thousand foot. I mean, it just it feels. Um, so much harder. So uh, you got to go out and do that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not, I knew I wasn't in hard rocks. And, you know, so I've been doing maybe 10,000 foot weeks for, you know, a couple months now. And I would just get eaten alive right now, just eaten alive um, if I tried to do the race. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's really, and and get out early. I don't, I'm not, I, I see people do it. I mean, people come out, you know, get here on Wednesday and run today. Yeah, three I days. Don't, I don't know how they do it from sea level. I'd be miserable. Well, it seems like a lot of the good, so I, get should, out early. I shouldn't say good, but I know in history, um, with a lot, especially the people that are winning this race, they're out months in advance, really. I mean, uh, Sabrina Stanley this year was out here two and a half months training. Awesome. We knew We knew your skags crushed the course. He was out here all summer training, and you see more people doing those type of things, and it, it does definitely can pay off. But not everybody has that opportunity. Like I couldn't do it. Well, and I don't think I would be in any position to give advice. However, I think as I look at people who do this sort of thing, um, mountaineers, people who have a mountaineering background, absolutely, kind of, that's kind of where my mind goes, and like. It's fun to see. Well, like you hear Jared Campbell, he'll he does grandeur repeats all different times a day, and and he's big on that. And then it's fun for 
people that we know around our area that we know are doing this race, like Shane and Tom, of course, and we're going up and down Maylands doing repeats because it's accessible right in our backyard, and we're seeing them. Yeah. It, 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 and Maylands is about a two mile to the top if you from the bottom, and it's about two thousand feet, so yeah. it's about a thousand foot. But it's it's some pretty heinous climb. And Harold Harrison, you've done like texted me before. You got my my fifth one, like five in a row. Yeah. So that's you know ten miles, ten thousand feet, and that's a Dang. buster. Right? Yeah. No. I, yeah. To get ready for a different race, but yeah, I, I think the climbing and, and the long long climbs and long descents. The repeats probably doesn't help as far as with the longer climbs, but um, yeah, it's only it's close by. It's the only I can think of to really to really do that. As well, far as steepness. Well, and yesterday, so we're up there, and I came off Beaverhead last week, and I couldn't like I felt tired, but I was like, is this the miles from last weekend, or is this the altitude, a combination? Because it is. It's it's not just breathing when you get the altitude. The blood doesn't get as much juice to your pistons, you know, so you're 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 feel sluggish. Right? It's not just you can't breathe. It's just like you feel like, man, I should be maybe climbing pissing the quads. I thought you were going to blame the coconut liquor and then dismiss the fact that you ate a meat stick. Like a, like a Slim Jim. Let's be clear. It was a Slim Jim. A little pepperoni type thing. Right. I, I don't eat I normal like, food. I, lost I like the, the meat <laughs> stick description <laughs> myself. I thought it was really kind of... I, the Marmots were watching. Coconut ninety proof was all the blame. The blood to the pistons that was good too. <laughs> you know where I was coming from. Kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but people do. I'm trying to mix it up. My mind wandered after that one. So. <laughs> I looked at some blank <laughs> stairs. Like, Come on, what are the listeners doing right now? Looking for satellite radio? Yeah, they're <laughs> looking for blood no, no, they're talking about <laughs> meat sticks and and blood and pistons. Well, we saw we saw marmots kind of. Uh, re- they were getting blood to the pistons. They were enjoy- I think. enjoying the moment. Yeah, we saw some marmots up high. Yeah. Um, but could, what? So let me ask you this. Like, here's what I thought about yesterday. I'm not. I don't find myself afraid of heights, right? I, I'm not like when someone says you're afraid of heights. I generally say no. I'm afraid of falling, but I'm not afraid of heights. If you're afraid of heights, this course I, it would almost cripple you. Be a hard pass. You, I am yeah. actually terrified of heights, except for skiing. I have to put that qualifier I was in say, there. You, you're kind of a bomb skier. Well, the thing of it is, so this is a beautiful thing. It's kind of like why, the only reason why people who don't ski like snow is you don't have to do yard work and it covers everything up <laughs> and makes it all smooth. It puts a blanket over everything. So I don't see where my skull's going to bounce off of, really. I mean, I don't know. It's a different mindset. It's, it's why I really, like, one thing I would love to do in life, but I'm absolutely terrified of it, rock climbing. I love watching rock climbing. I thought you were going to say swim with the sharks. Mm-hmm. No, That's no. That's the first thing that came to mind. You wanna, do you want to swim with sharks? No. Oh, okay. Let's not do that. <laughs> I don't. But I just, like, like it's, this, it's this strange sensation where, like, everything just goes numb from the waist down. Wow. I've yeah. had those before. Yeah. Because you took Viagra up there with us, and Jeff didn't know why at first. He was confused. I took it. I'm I so lost right now. We're talking it. about numb from the waist down, and Viagra has come up. I well, can't come concentrate. Up. Viagra does come up. I keep repeating my head, blood to the pistons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a T-shirt that says that. But, yeah, so Jeff was with us yesterday, and we're walking up <laughs> yeah. like, well, we, everybody takes some mini bottles. Breen's got a bag, a paper bag full of mini bottles of different types of liquor. I took a coconut liquor. There was some oh, Jack Daniels. Mom. There was only, like, one fireball. Oh, no, there's, like, uh, eight in there. The oh, they, it, it wasn't in the bag. Oh, I yeah. Looked. We bought the 10-pack. Oh, well, not you with hit us, them. though. You hit them. Not with done a fireball. I gave it to my new friends. Yeah. yeah. But, so we had mini bottles. Something else in bag with Jeff was kind of in his head going. What, what, so yeah, you offered to bring. Yeah, I've got Viagra too. <laughs> <laughs> Mini bottles. What, like, what? 
What have I gotten myself yeah, into? Why, where am I going here? What's what I'm do you guys? I do? waited a solid like two hours to explain the Viagra. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So it was like bouncing around in his head quite for a while. I kept a little distance on the trail. I so either tried to stay way ahead or way behind. Well, you know, this is a good thing. Like for the people out there, why why did you have Viagra? Well, I mean, a few years ago, I had a sports medicine left friend over from who <laughs> shared. An actually reasonable article. There's not, there's not a lot of great, I mean, except for like Everest climbers and stuff. Not a lot, at least I haven't checked recently. A lot of great um, research on issues with altitude, pulmonary edema, that sort of thing. Well, the first time I ever got above 12,000 feet, I ended up coughing up blood. And so I was looking for something, but I thought, no, That's this problem is... with your heart pistons. <laughs> My heart yeah. pistons. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. Too much blood Too much blood in them. Too blood much blood. <laughs> Man, I'm going to have some legs. <laughs> and, it, and I thought, gosh, I, this this is bad, but, I, but I'm not climbing Everest. I don't need, like, Iamox. I don't... So, um, anyway, it was suggested to me to try Cialis or Viagra, because it can have a... A positive effect on, and it works. I didn't take any yesterday for the for the record, but it, it actually works. I've used it several times. I did. I couldn't sleep all. I night. have not had pulmonary edema. I've had pulmonary See edema that one time, and then on the edge of it another time. And and since I've had that, it it, it it's worked for me. I don't know if it works for everybody. It does have side effects. So I've never noticed them. But what is like it just layman's term. You know what? It keeps it, the it blood increased. from not going into your lungs to cough up. It, okay. it decreases the edema. Okay. It, it, it shifts some things. So. And you mentioned Diamox earlier. Is that a transformer? Yeah. Or, uh, no, it, it's, it's, a, it's another drug that is utilized a lot for people going on high altitude like climbs. Like an Everest to, to or prevent. something. Like, yeah, so they don't get haste and hate. I mean, nobody wants to be evacuated from Everest or any of those really high I altitude climbs. I got pretty climbs. damn tired. I might. <laughs> 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 I might be like, um, come on, let's do this. It's, it's, it's like one of those like so you don't die. Yeah. It's not to make you feel comfortable. This isn't Tylenol. Uh, I don't. That yeah. doesn't have an effect on me anymore. Mm. Um, but I mean, that's. I mean, again, not a lot of quote unquote science for it. But I've heard of people for do, doing that for years, like quite a while. Like, hey, I've got some just in case. But it's it's not something that's like, oh my gosh, I'm not feeling good. I'll take it now. Is it something no, you, you have, have to in your system? Like, it's either you do or you don't. It's preventative, and it's actually it's a lower dose than most men take for the intents and purposes of the drug. But yeah, it's Oh, so not the whole 10 milligram? No. Not, I don't. Is that really the dose? Able, yeah. Not the well, whole pack? I nailed it. To be honest, I don't really know anything about looked, Viagra. I swear. Sure. <laughs> whatever the full dose <laughs> is. Just like putting it in his pocket. This the terrible. I don't even know that. <laughs> you got to refill. I, I don't either. Okay. It's what? Whatever the full dose is. It's half. I, it's half. Okay. I just thought of my allergy pill with the 10 milligram, and I thought, oh, that's about, that's probably, so I just. Goes by size. Yeah. So if you're not here, Jeff did allergy pill in quote. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> air quotes, air quotes, allergy pill. Yeah. No, and I, I'm curious. I, I honestly, since I encountered that years ago, that article was sent. I sent it to my doctor from another sports medicine doctor. I don't, I can honestly say I don't know if any more research has been done on it, and I also don't know if it works for everybody. I just know it works hmm. for me, and I love being up here. So if, if it were, that, that would be a limiting factor, and I don't ever want that to be a limiting factor. Yeah. And no one else in my family experiences it. They, I mean, it's hit or miss. Have you, have you done it in races or just when you're out in the mountains? I've never raced above 12,000 feet since I'm curious, Pike Peak. Yeah, I'm curious if it would inhibit or alter your performance. You know, would it like, I don't know. I actually don't know. You're running. Maybe you should write a paper. No, I'm not. No. 
No. Do some research. Do some research. We can do some uh, recreational research. There's people up there. I think they'd be happy to do some research. Yeah, some R&R recreational research. Uh-huh. Mm. Um, so, Jeff, the course itself. Okay, so it's Silverton. You go you either clockwise back. or counter. I'm, bring, I'm reeling us back in. Thank We're getting you. away from Pistons, nice. Viagra, <laughs> um, you know. Blood to the Pistons. Um, furry tunics. We're getting away from everything. <laughs> um, inside <laughs> joke. Being just spit lemonade. Um, but it go you got you rate you rate tell your are kind of the big stops for the yeah, course yeah. and and Silverton obviously. Yeah. Um, what's the vibe when you're out on the course at the aid stations? Um, I've been to the big ones, but what, I mean, what's the vibe like on the course? Is it electric even at the aid stations? Yeah, the the aid stations are pretty big. Um, Grouse Gulch, which is a pretty easy drive from Silverton, was big. Lots of people out on the course. Last year it was at mile 42. This year it's you know 60. Well, what's the opposite of that? 68. I don't know. I'm no, numbers I don't know. Now. Whatever. Now I'm lost. Five milligrams. Anyway, um, it's big. Ure's big because it's in the city park. It's right in the middle of town. Um, and I was there at, you know, maybe, I don't know, sometime after midnight, two or three in the morning. And there were a lot of people around. I, I can only imagine that going this direction, it's going to be even bigger because um, people will be hitting it in the daylight. Uh and then you have the more remote ones. You know, Sherman is pretty far out. If you don't have a, a high-clearance vehicle, it's three hours to get there from here. I mean, you can't get there. I mean, you have to go around the whole mountain range. Um, and it's still an hour and a half if you do have high-clearance. You know, you, you basically take an hour and a Well, uh, I went with Rick Trujillo, Trujillo who's won the race, but... Um, you know, kind of leads the trail work days, and he drove over the pass, and he did it in an hour and a half, which was, and he was moving very fast. So you would have had a great time, Ryan. You'd have loved it. Yeah, I've learned to hop out on those, and I also learned that strangers offer you the best candy. Ryan Locke and I were running over a couple of years ago, and a two-wheel drive truck, bunch of people, two kids in the back, offered us tequila and beer on one of those passes where I jumped out of the car because I couldn't handle the... I can't, oh. That's not candy, though. It, it's debatable. It is to, de- to breathe. They didn't give you airheads? Oh, no, was, they didn't no. give me airheads. I was turned on to airheads. Is that what they were, right? Yes. Yesterday. I've never had airheads. And I had watermelon and cherry airheads. Those are good. Mystery flavor. I, I'm going to work on that one. Mystery oh, yeah. flavor. I have it's one white. left in yeah. my pack. Mm-hmm. That's the Viagra flavor. Mm-hmm. There is nothing there. natural about it. That's nothing. what's mis- mysterious no. about it. Out of this world. It has never been experienced in this world. <laughs> There's nothing in Anyway, uh, Sherman, it's out there. Even though it's a long drive, it was, you know, well-manned, every kind of food you could imagine. But some of the better ones were the little ones out on the course that are harder to get to where crew and pacers aren't allowed and you just you don't have access. Um, I really love the pole, pole creek, uh, pole line, uh, aid station. Uh, they had they packed everything in, so you know everything they've got, and they had tons and tons of avocados. So they had someone had packed in all of these avocados, and um, yeah, I ate my body weight in avocados. That's awesome. So they're they're great. That these stations are amazing. Well, in the another flip to the to the I don't know the scene out here, so to say, is your lodging, right? So there's a lot of VRBOs, a lot of B and Bs. Not a lot of hotel type stuff, but they sell fast. But if you can't get a hotel, I mean, we're staying at Molas Lake. And, Jeff, you're doing just like a, what do you call primitive campsite type yep. stuff. Yep. So there's a lot of places you can stay. Whether you, will you pay, Do you pay where you're at? No. No. So yeah. you can do it for free. Yeah, you just pull up and 
So, I hesitate to say. It's a secret. Just I'll, like Silverton. It's terrible here. Don't come. I'll GPS market, <laughs> take pictures and post yeah, it. Yeah, Mineral, so <laughs> Mineral, Mineral Creek um, Road, which goes out towards that ice lake and the island lake that we've been talking about and goes out towards the KT aid station, has dispersed camping along the road. And a couple of organized campsites, but they're not pay sites. They're just, you know, they don't have any, there's, there's nothing out there. And last year we drove up and down that road and found this one spot by the river that's secluded. It's, it's nice, and um, it was open this year too. So snagged it. Yeah, yeah. So I've just been out there for almost ten days now. Just uh, yeah, sleeping. Yeah, working. Coming to is town. it fourteen day limit out there? It is a fourteen day limit. Yeah, that cracks me up every time. Yeah. Now with uh, the going back kind of to the course itself. Coming this time of year, what, like, Brian Harrison, since you guys have come here this time of year for multiple years, I don't know the best way to say this, is there, like, an interest to come another year in first part of August? Or is this kind of where, if we're going down there, let's go during Hard Rock? Honestly, we've booked lodging because he's put in every year. So so we booked it around this time uh-huh. to see whether he gets in or not. I, I love this town. I'd come here. I, I mean, really, I'd I'd come here anytime, to be honest. Yeah, the race just kind of gives us the excuse to do it. To do it, mm-hmm. kind of the extra push forward. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, well, you get to see the people, some people you don't normally see or only see here. So. And had we planned it earlier this year, like if because you know you're not getting in. I mean, the roads were closed due to fires. Yeah. It was difficult to get in. You know, it was kind. Of, it was t- it's touch and go this year. We had the fire a month ago that really had everybody questioning if the race was going to happen, and then. Um, Last week, a couple weeks after that, the road in from Uray to Silverton washed out, and now and it's still only single lane. And then earlier this week, there were mudslides that crossed the highway and the ra- the railroad, the the narrow gauge railroad from Durango to here. So earlier this week, there was literally one lane of traffic coming into Silverton. <laughs> and then that messed up the trail where you were saying because yeah. you did trail work, they almost had to like reroute the course. Yeah, they were trying to think of because the Forest Service like, no, you're not, you can't use it. It's not going to be we use. And yep. So you use like a reroute or a loop out and back. I mean, there was just ideas flowing out, but then the course did get taken care of by people like you did that part too, right? Yeah, yeah. So section? they had an extra okay. extra trail work day for for you know individuals who were. I don't know, quote unquote, highly qualified. I think what that means is people that had, had boots, pants. pants, gloves, long sleeve shirt, and helmet. I would have been out pants. Um, and <laughs> no more spandiness. The blood just left my pistons. I'm not. Where do they go into the pistons? I don't. Yeah. Know. So yeah. when when the Ure Road washed out, it also washed out the Bear Creek Trail, and they. Uh, they only came to a, an agreement with the Forest Service on Monday that we could use the we could use the the trail for the race, but it's but other than the race, so other than today, it. you can't get on that trail. And we went out uh, with a, a quote unquote select group of people on Tuesday and um, moved a large amount of rock to to make the trail passable. And it's usable for race day, basically, yeah, before yeah. they probably and can get in. And you would not. I mean, it. I can't believe I was there, and I can't believe how 
much rock we were able to move and and how much better we were able to make it. But the reality is, is the next the next flood that comes through, the next hard rain is going to wash it all out like again. Like a patch until I mean, they can get in. And yeah, there's a, there was a section high on the switchback, so it's only a mile, maybe a mile and a quarter from the the trailhead of the Bear Creek. And you do these switchbacks, and there's one up there, and you can see that they have they have you know built it up and worked on it. There's rebar that's completely bent out and one inch pipes that are completely bent over from the cribbing and the and the the rock barriers that they've put in to maintain the trail, and it's all just completely gone. I mean, there's it's gone. So, uh, yeah, I you know. They were looking at doing an out and back. They looked at going into wilderness, and the Forest Service was like, absolutely not. And, you know, the only other option was to go up the highway, and yeah. that was not within the character of the race. And the, so the race directors are, all right, I mean, this is hearsay, but, you know, they were like, no, that's not, we're not going to do that because that's not hard rock. Yeah, I like that, though. I like keeping the integrity of what yeah. it is. And I understand there's races that have to do those last-minute changes or things you can't control, Mother Nature. But I, I like that. That I don't know, Hard rock is hard rock, man. It's Wild and tough. Yeah, that's the motto. Mm-hmm. Wild and tough and pistons a-blowing. I, I can't even imagine <laughs> these miners. These miners that thought, yeah, I'm going to drill holes all over this place. And I'm going to mine things. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, they d- and, you know, there's ro- you're, we're in a valley. It's a beautiful valley right here. And they... I mean, I feel like you could mine right there and right there, right there. No, they chose up there (laughs) and way up over there. Rounded down in that one. And when when you're looking up there into that basin and you think that's the highest basin, no, no, there's one higher above and behind that, too. So you just... That's just as high as you can see without hurting your neck. (laughs) Right, yeah. They have, like, nice gear and helmets. Canteens and and Buddha bags and... If you drive up the road here past (laughs) past Grouse Gulch, you come to Animus Forks. And if you haven't been up there, it's worth a drive up. You can get up there in in a reasonable car. Actually, I I think I've seen Priuses up there. Yeah. So... um, Priuses in a reasonable car? I think so. Did you you drive yours up there? No, I'm a former Prius owner. Oh, okay. Yeah. Former reformed. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's got a Subi. He's an Ogden. Yeah. He's got to have a Subaru yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he put studs on the Prius for two years. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. But so there are houses up there from when they were living up there 130 years ago, and from what October to April, sometimes May, they're completely cut off from the world. I mean, there was no way in, no way out. No you internet just up there. Internet's down. <laughs> well, I mean, they were at least, at least on like a fourteen-four modem. Yeah. Right. Dial-up. Fa- yeah. Facebook slagging, having to reboot, seeing the same posts all the time. Those miners out there just putting Facebook posts Selfie, out. On, selfies yeah. with like, yeah. you know, whatever they're mining. Poor bastards. They so only you just look up on the side of the mountain, you see cables went across there. Yeah. People died doing this. I mean, you, you know that from yeah. his, history, but they. You look and you're like, yeah, I could see that. But it's cool Imagine, when you yeah. get, get up in, the, in these hills and mountains and see some of the old structures. It's super neat, though. Oh, it's, it's like you totally feel this instant connection with history. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not an upgraded condo. This is like beams and wood and, There's you know, some cool ghost towns. Like that free ghost hugs and everything else up in there. I missed the ghost town in the that ghost t- Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Like uh, on the San Juan Solstice. Yeah. Coming over from Lake City. I 
ghost towns. It's just completely cool. intact and really cool. Yeah, it's yeah, really, so. really cool, um, this area. So let me put you guys on the spot, and the people that answer first, are, and I'm not going to go in any order, oh, but the last God. person to answer gets a little more time. If you could pick two, th- I'm going to give you two is all, and you can't do three. It has to be two. Round gonna, table. Yeah. Why did you look at me? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. Been called out. You, you wonder why I'm three. socially Thanks, you know, inept. I'm looking at. What'd you look at me? I don't know. Is this like you bring back? Remember, you used to, the podcast the first few you had like that round table, round, like lightning round. Lightning round. Yeah, it's not lightning the lightning round? round. It's similar to 2. it. Two I don't want to say lightning too much around this area, but we're low. Your two Silverton Hard Rock. This area. This whole thing. What are your two favorite things about it? Two, you get two favorite things, and we've oh. talked about so many. But like, if you could pick two things that would keep you coming back here, and why it means so much to bring it here, what are the your two things? Not everybody at once. Okay, um, Harrison. I'm going. just gonna go. Yeah, you can't just change from it. our <laughs> last few years here. I like um, I like where we stay. So I like Molas Lake uh, campground. I like the fact that you can get on the course if you want to. But we're right on the Colorado Trail, so we can not be on the course if we don't want to be. Okay. That's um, one. And that's, that's one. like one A, B, kind of. Mm. Okay, what was the question again? <laughs> the delay. Two favorite things about being here. Like, why do you keep coming back? Um, I guess the second one would be, as far as the race goes, I, I do like to see the people that in Ogden or the local people that that you see that run the race every year. Okay. I just like to see um, them in a different environment, and oh, that, that's fun to me to watch that. Okay. Who's next? Is that two? That's two. Right. You're done. Thank you. I love I love getting up, and you know we were just talking about kind of doing those rises, getting up into a basin, going to a basin beyond that. I love getting up into those basins, and everything is green. There's, you're well above tree line, and the flowers are everywhere. They were popping yesterday. Yeah. And so you're running in this kind of knee-high growth of green with a field of yellow flowers or, I mean, every color. Yeah, red, blues, um, and and yellows. just and just yellows Purple. And, and, and blue. There's some white. There we're white. Yeah, a lot of colors. Yeah. You're right. shouting out colors. <laughs> <laughs> I got <it>. Purple. <laughs> Purple. <laughs> Lalo. Stroke it out a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just running across those meadows, just going through those those basins and um, the lakes that sit in the bottom of some of them. And, yeah. So that's so the terrain. Terrain. The terrain. So I, short answer, I, one terrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not, not train, like T-R-A-I-N. Is it the band or the, <laughs> the locomotive type? Yeah, he means okay. terrain. All right. What else? What I mean, what else is it about here? My number two? <laughs> or, yeah, just number two. We don't need your number two. <laughs> well, give me a minute. I need to work this <laughs> up. I don't know. Uh, um, uh, how hard it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I mean, I hate that I'm this way, but I'm drawn to things that feel hard. impossible. That was exactly what I was going to say. Brian's like, you but you're it. taking mine. Bingo! <laughs> Anything from the road getting in, the million-dollar highway. I mean, there's there's roads that have, like, Beartooth Highway, a few of those. that like You're like, wow. And so just everything from getting in here to the endless amount of trails. And honestly, there's the fear factor. And it's not even just the, like, the trails. You can be on it one day, and you're like, what? What happened to you on this? And, and, and having to watch the weather. It's all the different factors that... I 
I enjoy teetering that line of doing something that absolutely scares the shit out of me to like jaw dropping views and then all these towns I mean Lake City Silverton they have the coolest people yeah I mean they're just nice it's it's rare to find an asshole around here and I know that there are they exist everywhere but it's it's why nice. are you looking at me I was looking was <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> So is that one? I mean, what was the answer that there? Was, that was a lot one, two, You mentioned three. Fear Factor. I, I heard like Fear TV Factor. Show. I heard Roads. I had to spend a three in there because A-holes. I was being looked at. Yeah, imagine yeah. the first miners that drove over that highway. Yeah, you know what I mean? in their Prius. Yeah. I said, this is the place. <laughs> <laughs> I think I said that line with a million dollars. like, where are we going to recharge our car here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any place imagine that makes me... Imagine settlers that first drove this road. <laughs> yeah. How long was that extension cord? <laughs> Any place that makes me like scream vulgar comments that don't they're nonsensical when I see what's going on. That's I want to go back there. Okay. I think that was like three or four, I think. Yeah. I I went last, so I got more. He even said so. No, I never did once ever say that. I looked at you when I said You may want to rewind this. You need to rewind on the recorder. Yeah, okay, that'll work. I think for me. Um, I'm going to answer my own question because I can do Eric, those what do things. You think? Well, it's funny you ask that, Harrison. Um, I would say, honestly, one, um, I was talking to Jeff about this yesterday, is this is one of my all-time favorite places to run, even though I've only been here very few times. And it is. It's the it's the terrain and the scenery. So that's one. Just beautiful. It's breathtaking. It's green. It's You, you don't know what you're going to see around the next corner. It's different, whether it's the, the turquoise color of a lake that just bends around a, a corner, or if you turn a corner, there's a waterfall. The color, we saw the salt deposits, um, marmots getting their, their game on. <laughs> you know, you never know what you're going to see. So I think terrain in that. And then number two, I've never run Hard Rock. I would never even put myself in that bucket. And that's, I, I'm a, I mean that like when they say you're a Hard Rocker or whatever, it's like that's a different level. But the camaraderie I feel with every single person down here. Yeah. Even the people that have done it ten times and the people that have never done it or the first timers, it's just that camaraderie because you know if you, even if you haven't run the race, you know what they're getting themselves into. You know what they've had to do to get to this point, and so it's like this. I'm invested in every single runner I feel like out there. Like when I see a drop, I'm going to feel bad. When I see people finish, I probably will get emotional at some level because you just know what it takes to do it. And so I just that camaraderie you feel like. There's a lot of ATVers here, a lot of tourists, but when you see, you can tell the quote unquote running community. So you're walking down the street, they may you may not know them or they never look you've never seen them before, but you just look at them, you kind of head nod. It's like, yeah, this is cool, right? And even for someone like me, I feel like I fit in. Well, and people on the trail yesterday inquiring. I yeah. mean, they they they. I mean, we everybody's so incredibly nice, but. I mean, yeah, the camaraderie. I guess that's probably, you nailed it. And it's it's fun to see who pulls through in one of those faster in quote, faster hard rock times in it. And they have had some fast hard rock times. But one of the coolest things to me is the person who pulls through that, after two nights. That runs down the chute like sideways because they can't run straight ahead. I mean, we see that a couple of years ago. There was someone that came through that looked absolutely like car wrecked. You know, just like, I'm going to finish. And yeah. that's, I mean... And, and that's, again, I always go back to the podcast, but you just, everybody has a story and you don't know what it is, you know? And you, so when these people that finish from the first person to the last person to the people that don't finish, they all have their own story on what it took to get here. So whatever that 
sacrifices they had to make, the meaning is I couldn't like that to me draws me in. I'm like because I do that. I'll look. I'm like man. I wonder what they've had to go through to get to where they're at. Because sometimes we talk about sometimes you're gifted at things, even this trail running stuff, and some aren't. Some work harder than others, and some you know not that people don't work hard that are fast, but I mean some people just it's harder, right? And I know you're covering the same mileage in the same terrain. And I know running faster is extremely difficult and hard and sore, but it's just you just don't know their day-to-day lives on what it took to get here. You know, that that's funny because more than anywhere else in the running community, particularly the ultra-running community, there's nowhere better to come to to make you feel like you are an imposter or, <laughs> or, an, or, or a poser because... I come here and I look and hear what everybody else has done, and I feel like I should not be here. I am I am an interloper because I don't have I have not done those things. I don't have what you have. I don't have what it takes. I constantly so if you talk about that mental toughness, that's one of the things that I struggle with when I do come here is that boy I just don't feel like I deserve what to be in it. I don't feel like I have what I see other people have. Yet yeah, there's sense? not that elitist vibe. Yeah, but, but yeah. I never get no. Yeah. I never feel judged about it. Yeah, yeah, but that, it's purely my own internal psyche says, "Well, you shouldn't be here." Well, it's like I said earlier. It's like I want a sticker, the Hard Rock sticker they're selling in the gym for my ice chest. It's but I'm like I don't want I don't want people to think I've done it. I don't right. want I don't want I don't want to be a poser. I would never insinuate I've done Hard Rock, but it's it's iconic. And I'm like, I'd love to put a sticker. I've done it, and I still feel like... Yeah, but that's still... Yeah, I'm cautious to wear my hard rock gear around because I'm like... Like the one you have on right now? I mean, well, you know. That you just got today? You removed a lot of rock for that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I definitely... Yeah, 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 that's earned. No, I I earned this one, but... No, I mean, but but, uh, it's... But you know what I mean? It's... it's, uh, I feel that way a lot. I mean, you know, how how do you compete with... You know, Kirk Apt, who's going for his 24th finish, has 23 finishes. And and how do you compete with people that, you know, you're sitting there and you're talking to them. Oh, yeah, I've done what? Oh, yeah, I did Western, you know, 10 times now. Oh, I've done Wasatch. Yeah, yeah. Which year? Oh, that was one of the years I met. You know, I mean, you never know what people are going to say and what they've done. And But I think um, I think you, I mean, I hear what you're saying because I feel that way. But, I mean, everybody at this table has that. Right, everybody here has done something. I don't care if it's. I mean, you've done hard rock. Obviously, you've done western, but you've done a lot. Bake that last bake. I mean, you've done a lot of things. So yeah. there's people that will look at you that way. But Which I just think is weird. I mean, you're right, I but I, you're right. But yeah. you're saying the same thing. But you're kind of twi- it's It could be twisted just as easy. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I guess you could. Yeah, I guess I'm sure you've. I don't. I don't recall feeling this at other races, as much as I do here. But I'm sure that even at like a 10K, I'm sure there's probably people at 10Ks that, oh, I've never run a 10K. I'm not part of this. So maybe it happens everywhere. I just. I think think it does. And I I think it might be exaggerated more. I don't mean that in a bad way. At this level because of the distance, right? And even the, the course itself. But, you know, I'm looking at you three sitting here and. I know you well, all well, so I could name things you've done that people would go, holy crap, that's so cool, you know, and they'll pick your brain for it, you know, whether it is a Wasatch or a San Juan Solstice or running around the Dolomites or whatever else, people, everybody here is doing something that other people don't think they can do, right? So you're kind of in that category, but it's super easy for us to spin it the other way too, you know, and say, man, 
I look at Jeff, I'm like, how do you finish Hard Rock? To me, that's cooler. Again, I, this is my personal opinion. That's cooler than finishing Western States. And I know people think the total opposite, but just the type of thing I enjoy, this is like, to me, the race. I also don't think you have to have experience to appreciate it. And, and the only yeah, reason no, I just thought of yeah. that is that it's something that's missing. It, it, it's Bill Duper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Perfect example. Bill's... Yeah, we were talking about that yesterday, the Bill Duper film, and he's going to do it, and when's that coming out? But yeah, I Bill hope Duper. Somebody's working on it. Yeah, Bill Duper not being here has got to be, you know, again, I'm not here every year, but the people that are used to seeing that's got to be a missing part of this experience. There you were, know what I mean? yeah, there were people last year marking the course who haven't run and, and don't have an intention to run. The people working on the trail, working days that, you know, and there are people all over town who are not runners but are invested in the community so yeah and and no i i haven't sensed any kind of judgment other than my own internal you know yeah. inferiority complex <laughs> i got a book for you but uh same book you're clearly, welcome no I, yeah you're, i needed this book but you're no, right it's like everybody no. everybody is a part of it on some level to make it the way it is it can't be i mean you look at it I this know. way it's like if you're if you've run the race that's a big part of it, but without the people behind the scenes, and, and I don't mean that bad, but doing the trail work, doing the tracking, doing the volunteering, doing the aid, I mean, it's not possible for them. So, I mean, it's it, it's this big encompassing thing, right? Yeah, to, so to I'm going to I'm gonna jump in right there. So I'm pacing Jeff List, who's going for his eighth finish, and his wife is here, um, Kelly, and she's been helping out in the kitchen, and she washes dishes, and she peels potatoes, She's been working all week and will work all through the race. And and I sit there and I think, oh, my gosh, I'd rather run 100 miles through the mountains than peel potatoes for two days. That's, that's punishment <laughs> sounds, in the military. That's so torturous. <laughs> and yet, and, and, and for what? For maybe a T-shirt. For some, I mean, it's not, you know, she's not doing it for anything other than to be a part of the community. And so, yeah, you don't have to be a runner to be part of the hard rock community yeah. for sure. No, I, I agree with what Jeff says a little bit with, with not feeling like you're on the same level. And the reason, though, I think that is this, I think this race teeters on the edge of trail running versus the whole mountaineering thing, which I'm not a mountaineer. So I think to know people that have done this multiple times, I think it's just a different it's a different level. And it's a different skill set, too. I think it's a different skill set than some other other races that, um, you can maybe better compare yourself or others too, but I I, I understand what Jeff's saying. I have the same feeling when you know, if I were to ever get in, I wouldn't feel deserving of it, even though I'd still obviously attempt it. Yeah. So I just think it's a different skill set and different different sort of person that excels here than I, other places. Oh, for sure, it does take a different. Not to say you can't or or get there, but it does it takes a different thing? I I think. That's why I still am like, yeah, I don't know if I want to do it. I love seeing a lot of the older starters. I oh, mean, yeah. that that's that's fun for me. I feel I feel lucky. I feel lucky that I can be out here doing these things on my feet and and yeah, I I admire those who have done it, like your eight, ten, twenty. But it it really is. It's it's fun to see how many people have started with this that many years ago and then all the young I mean the young I, I wouldn't have even thought of taking on something like this as some of the, these young runners that are I mean 
and they're magnificent. They, they Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. See a smile on your face. Just oh, yeah, thank you. All right, well, thank you. <laughs> Pat myself on the back. I love when people talk about me. <laughs> I'm older than I love. <laughs> thank you. I, yeah, thanks again for that one, too. Even. Blood was flowing to your pistons. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. That's going to be the piston show. Um, but, yeah, I think overall, <laughs> <laughs> the piston show. That's, yeah, it takes place at a different, different, yeah different venue. So you're going to have to listen to the show to understand that. Like if I just said the Piston show, you're gonna be, you'd be intrigued. People would be intrigued. Yeah, would, and then they'd go. probably be let down. At the <laughs> and they're still going to be confused just once they listen to it. I, will, I haven't been confused one oh, time okay. with it, but uh, we've talked about a lot of things. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's just a fun weekend. I'm excited to see you know where they're at on the course. We were, we were uh, kind of watching the tracking. I think... Um, you know, people should have got out a lot faster. I think it's slower paced this year than it should be. Um, I don't should think hit that road harder, huh? I don't think they're attacking the climbs like they should. Um, oh, get the hard climbs out of the way early. Well, and let me just publicly say, <laughs> sorry, Liz Bauer. Oh, yeah. I was just kidding around. I hope you know that. Yeah, Jeff, she was the last one to hit the single track. And, you know, it wasn't like she was behind. I mean, everybody's bunched up, all 140 people. And Jeff's like, come on, you got to go fr- sprint. Go, go, go. <laughs> on the ground, fist pumping. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Watch the video on the trail manor <laughs> facebook page yeah. uh, that's pretty good but i do know liz we we spent we've spent a few days hanging out so and so you know she's faster no i just know <laughs> that she i'm pretty sure she's she knows i'm joking <laughs> she's saving it for the end that's she didn't attempt hey. to cause bodily harm no, she's not, no she didn't she and she's a wonderful person and she's run this many times yeah. so she knows, she knows what, what she's, she's doing she's just watching everybody she's like nope. yeah, i'll see you guys in a little bit no nope. <laughs> I'll bring tissue for your tears. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be fun to see. Um, you know what happens with the race. It'll be fun to kind of hang out and get more of the vibe. Um, but yeah, thanks for taking an early morning. It's early. We woke up at five and uh, came to town. Watched the start. Had some questionable meals. <laughs> I had some uh, garlic, garlic salt pancakes um, <laughs> with a little bit of potato and uh, chive. I had a special menu. I had some waffles off somebody's finished meal. And, and bacon Jeff made off that like one. a bandit, yeah. yeah. He cleaned it up. Yeah, he's no. like, I got this. I got this. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be fun. I, I just want to say thank you all for not only doing the roundtable, but letting me have the experience of going up to uh, Grant Swamp, um, some of my favorite people. So I, it was a good experience for me to go up there. So thank you very much. It's such a beautiful place. It is. Uh, it's terrible. Don't ever come here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shameless. Yeah. Stay away. Do not take yeah. my sleeping place, please. Oh, I'm not going to tell you where it's at. I'll take care of that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thanks for coming on, Brian, Harrison, Jeff. Um, yeah, thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Right on.